Along with individual experts, Surgeon Masters brings you life improvement strategies in 10 minutes. These proven principles and strategies are easy to learn and can be applied immediately, allowing you to practice your best. Here's your host, Jeff Smith. Welcome everyone. On this episode, I have with me Dr. Jenny Brokus. Jenny is a board-certified lifestyle medicine physician and best-selling author. Welcome to the podcast, Jenny. I know you enjoy working with organizations that are interested in making the workplace better. So what better guests to have for us today? Thanks for having me on the show, Jeff. So I'm glad that you're here to share your insights with the Surgeon Masters community because surgeons... um, I think appreciate that they spend a lot of time in the workplace, whether that's the operating room, the hospital, the clinic. We do spend a fair amount of time at work and the idea of having a better workplace sounds super intriguing to me. And I'm wondering if you could share with us how you got interested in this and what you think our audience would like to learn. I first learned about psychological safety only a couple of years ago when I was looking into the research that had been done by Amy Edmondson. She was the person who coined the phrase psychological safety back in 1999. So we've only actually been looking at this as a topic for a relatively short period of time. But since then, other people have really sort of jumped on board. And I think it was when Google did some research, which they called Project Aristotle, which was really to try and answer the question, what makes an effective team? that more people started to become aware of what this was about, which is essentially creating a safe working environment. And we're not talking about physical safety, though the hazards of scalpel blades hurtling across operating theatres is always an issue. But with psychological safety, it's sort of feeling okay and safe to be in your working environment, to do what you know you're good at because you feel included. And I think we all have that need to belong to the place that we're working in, to feel safe to learn. And, you know, if you're a health professional, we are always learning, we're never stopping. To feel that you can contribute something useful, you've got an idea or you want to talk about something that you might think will improve things for the team and you're not afraid that your idea will just be ignored or laughed at and you won't be humiliated or judged. And I think we all fear judgment more than anything else. And I think psychological safety is important in every single workplace, but it's particularly important in the health environment because it's still very much a hierarchical society. You have the consultants at the top and then you have different tiers of people working below that. And I remember as a medical student, I suddenly found myself at the bottom of the food chain where (laughs) we weren't appreciated on the wards. The nurses saw us as pests. We were always getting in the way. And uh, some of our medical superiors uh, seemed to take a sort of a delight in sometimes bringing out the humiliation in people. You know, during world rounds, we'd be asked really difficult questions. We'd stand there with our toes curling, blushing furiously, wishing that we hadn't been picked on. So I think psychological safety is important, not just for the individual, but especially in the health environment for the patient's safety. And when you're working as a team, everybody has to be on board. Yeah, and it's certainly from the traditional training that you described, there is a lot there that 
that made it uncomfortable. And I, I think about some things where growth comes from pushing our comfort zone, but there's a lot of science that shows that going well beyond that to the point of fear and humiliation is not productive for learning. So mm-hmm. I think we in the surgical fields have a lot to learn here, but you know, put yourself in that position, think about our trainees, our early career and you know, unless you're in the the top of that chain, and even if you're in the middle, like how do you want to be treated from above, and you know how can you carry it down below? Is I think that's what you're getting at. Very much so, and I don't think it matters who you are. If you have a level of responsibility in the workplace, I think it's up to everybody to look out for others to make sure that they do have that sense of inclusion, that they do feel okay to speak up and ask a question. And that's essential for effective communication because if there's a misunderstanding, mistakes can can occur. And if you're afraid to speak up because you know that the other person doesn't like being challenged, then an error may go unnoticed or unreported and then nobody's going to learn from that. But I think that the issue for for some people is that when I go into an organisation, whatever type it is, psychological safety can feel very threatening to the person in charge, so the person at the top, because it's almost as if they're feeling threatened by what you mean, I'm not doing something right and I'm doing something that's of a threatening nature to my employees. Of course, I don't do that. And of course, then people become more defensive, which is exactly what you don't want them to do. So it's about how to introduce the concept so that people get what it's all about, which is about really people knowing how to get on well with others in that safe working environment. I think that's really a key point. So add to like, how do you approach that with the leadership that has the potential to feel either threatened or feel that they are somehow on the defensive. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's just, you know, remembering to treat each other with kindness and compassion and to remember we're all human. We stuff up, we make mistakes, but it's what we learn from those mistakes, which is important rather than trying to cover them up because that's the worst thing that can happen, right? Yeah. And the things that they can be passing on down to the whole team or across the team, however you're sort of approaching that, what are other things that add to that psychological safety? I think it's really important to be an active listener. So whenever you're in conversation, just to zip the lip and use your ears more to hear what's being said without sort of raising your eyebrows or or jumping in to sort of say, no, I don't agree with that. Let people speak. I think the other thing is to try and keep an open mind because we all have different perspectives of the world. And sometimes somebody else's viewpoint might actually be really beneficial for everybody. But unless you're prepared to give them the floor and listen, then you're going to miss out on the opportunity. And I think it's it's not sort of covering up thing people in sort of soft, woolly clothes to sort of keep them feeling protected. It's about enabling meaningful and robust conversations Because sometimes we do have conflict, we do have differences of opinion, and that's fine. But what's not fine is if you're not allowed that space in which to lead a conversation and actually sort of look at why people think the way they do and what you could be taking away from that to maybe come to either a compromise or a better outcome for you, the team, and the patient. 
That's excellent. And I think while there are some simple concepts here, I do think that there's all of us have that great desire to learn more and get better. So I think we're very excited to find out and learn more about psychological safety in our workplaces. How would you just sort of keep it this simple summary for us to entice people to learn more? I think firstly, lead with kindness and compassion. And I think make it safe for everybody to speak up. The biggest risk to, or the biggest red flag to look out for is when people are silent or when you think that they're actually taking avoidant behavior because that's an indication that they don't feel okay to say something. So look out for silence. It's when people are talking, it's much better. I think it's important to lead by example and maybe promote having regular conversations with your team where everybody feels safe to come along and share what's going on for them, where everybody can learn because they know it's okay to challenge each other or to ask a question or sort of say, well, you know, we've always done things this way. Is there a better way? Because that's, I think, how teams can get really effective and learn from each other. So I think that's something we can do. And I think sometimes you just need a friend at work too. When we're so busy and caught up, even though we're members of teams, we don't always have much time to speak with each other. And I think what I've seen in some places is that where you have a buddy or a friend that you can talk with on a regular basis, that can make a big difference to how you feel about your work, because it's how we feel that determines our ultimate behaviours. So if you're feeling safe and confident, you're going to do your best work and you're going to contribute more. I think those are the key things to do. Thanks, Jenny, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. There you have it. In less than 10 minutes, this is Jeff Smith along with Dr. Jenny Brokus until the next episode of Life Improvement Strategies for the Surgeon Who Wants More. Ciao. Now, take 10 minutes and put your plan into action to practice your best.